Just a good old boy Never mean it no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Welcome to Inside Franklin Athletics. I am Brian Powers, and I'm your co-host. The other co-host right now is not here. That is Chaz Hill. He is down signing. Uh, Cam Hill is signing a football, I believe, with uh, uh, maybe Rose Holman. Yeah, I think I that's right. I believe that's where it is. So congratulations to Cam on that. Uh, with me today, we have with us Josh Sable, the head girls basketball coach. Coach, how are we doing? Doing pretty good. I mean, you know, we had a, t- a tough loss last night in sectionals and overtime, but, you know, after uh, kind of reflecting back, you know, on the season and the girls that we have, you know, I'm uh, I'm uh, feeling pretty good and, and looking forward to, you know, a productive offseason and getting ready for next year already. Yeah, so so your season ended. Uh, you were 9-13 and 13 on the year, I believe, and you had, uh, you had two seniors. Um, in just a season like this where you go from, you know, you start in November and you end in February, you've got some ups and downs. Um, what were some of the kind of the high points of the season, some of the things that you look back on, you're like, that, well, that's what I'll remember. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely this has probably been, I would say, the most fun that we've had, uh, you know, in my four years here. This season flew by, like, you know, this, you know, this afternoon the bell rang at 2.55 and for the first time since probably August you know mm-hmm. I now I'm like what do I you know what do I do you know where do I go because there's usually always like a a workout or uh something we're doing with our feeder system or you know we're, we're already getting into uh you know the season and everything but I would say you know the highlight was uh Kiki Crabtree you know, and Abby DeArmitt, uh, great senior leaders, great people, and they really set the tone for the culture of our team. You know, they're student athletes. Uh, they both have 4.0 plus grade point averages. You know, they they do the right thing on and off the court. Um, and the girls absolutely love them as teammates. And when you have girls like that to look up to, um, you know, that are the, the faces of the program, uh, it makes my job a lot easier because I know that, uh, you know, our, our program is going to be in good hands. And, uh, you know, they're just, they're, they're just the best girls. And, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely going to miss them. Yeah, so two seniors like you talked about, uh, Kiki Crabtree and Abby Diarmid, and they left a left kind of an impression on that. Just as as far as as far as leaders and as far as what they bring, I think it's it's one of those things. And so so this is what it seems like um, to me: what they bring as far as leadership and off the court stuff in this case is more important than necessarily what they bring as far as scoring and everything like that so it's leadership and and yeah absolutely i mean and and i think you know when uh you know we're we're, when you think of like our you know program like that's the very first thing i want people to think of is you know is our girls that are um you know our student athletes you know like our overall team gpa is a 3.7 that's with like 20 girls on the team yeah you know and if you talk to teachers around the school they're also like your favorite students you know because they're good people they're kind and i'm a real big believer in that you win with people and uh when you have the right people on the bus and and uh um you know we're all like on the same page and we we share the same vision and 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 everything and you have two seniors like that that are kind of leading that um everyone else just kind of follows their lead and you know and you you have a really really fun uh season and and like i said they're even though they're graduating 
they definitely left the program better than when they found it. And, uh, you know, we're ready to, uh, to take the next step and, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, move forward after, after this group. Yeah. So it's interesting you mentioned that because I heard – I listened to um, Bill Simmons' mm-hmm. podcast, and he does a book of basketball. And one of the first things he mentioned, the first uh, section of it, and it was in his book too, was talking about <clears throat> the secret – basketball and how mm-hmm. he talked about that with Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that? Yes, I love Bill Simmons. I like I said, I've I've read his books. I follow him on Twitter and you know anything that he usually puts out there like I'm I'm reading. I just love his like his take on sports and yeah. and especially basketball. So have you heard this what the secret is? Cuz no. it's interesting that you just so no. so he said Isaiah Thomas okay. said that the secret um, to their success, the Pistons' success, mm-hmm. and then he talked to I think I think he talked to uh, Bill Russell. He talked to Magic Johnson. They confirmed it all. Mm-hmm. Is that it's not about basketball. Mm-hmm. It's about the team uh, accepting their roles on the team. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily about. Um, you know, one of your star players being like, I'm going to get mine. Mm-hmm. It's about your star player saying, I'm not going to get mine. Mm-hmm. If there's an opportunity where I need to get mine, mm-hmm. I will get mine. But for the most part, and that's kind of what you talked about. And so I'm assuming that's probably the culture you want to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm from Michigan and I'm from Detroit. So you're like right in my wheelhouse right now. I grew, I grew <laughs> up on, on the bad boys. Out. The bad boys Gosh. were my, were my, were my team. Like we, we, you know, and everyone always talks about how Michael Jordan's the greatest and the bulls are the greatest. Like, well, we, we hated the Bulls, yeah. and uh, so those those were some great memories, um, you know, growing up because that was uh, my team. And and you're absolutely correct. Like, you know, I feel like basketball is different because, you know, in football, you know, there's offense, there's defense, there's special teams. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, in soccer, you've got rotations. Volleyball, you've got rotations. You know, in, in basketball, there's only five spots and there's only one ball, and everyone needs to be able to fulfill their role and be extremely unselfish that this is going to work. And uh, I feel like that is uh, the probably the best part about our team is how much we share the ball. Like in, the, in my four years here, you know, our our assists were the highest it's ever been. And I think that's just a reflection that the ball doesn't really get sticky and we move it yeah. around and, and, and no one's really looking at this, the box score at the end. you know. Um, and I think that's very like reflective of just how the girls are um, and their attitude um, that we're going to share it and we're not going to just rely on you know one person. Right. So when you talk about that, now take us through a little bit um, – because I can use this phrase for another few more months. I'm new mm-hmm. here, so right. I, I don't know. I'm I'm new here. Right. Tell us, uh, kind of how how did you get here? Where obviously you are you are from Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I guess just start about kind of take us on a quick journey. To yeah, absolutely. So um, my dad was in the military, mm-hmm. so we moved. We've lived everywhere. Like I I've lived in uh, you know in Honolulu, Hawaii. I've lived in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I've lived in uh, Detroit, uh, Michigan. You know, I went to Central Michigan, just like yeah, your brother yeah. did, Fire Up Chips. Fire Up Chips. Um, and uh, so my wife and I, she's from Madison, Indiana. So we met um, my senior year in college. And when we uh, both graduated from college, uh, we got engaged. Uh, this was back in 2002. And then in 2003, we got married, moved down here to Indianapolis. And uh, my first teaching job was in 2003 at Center Grove. Okay. So I taught That's, at Center. We'll, we'll we'll allow it. Yeah, we'll allow it. You know, I mean, we we don't. We, uh, all my red and white stuff is uh, has been torched and burned. So I don't have any more red and white in my, uh, you know, in my closet. Um. So we lived in Center Grove, or I taught at Center Grove for 10 years. 
And uh, I just worked my way up. I mean, I was a seventh grade girls basketball coach. I was an eighth grade girls basketball coach. I was the freshman girls basketball coach. And then for four years, I was the varsity assistant. And the guy that was there was still a pretty young guy, the varsity coach at Center Grove. And I knew that if I was going to move up, I needed to become a varsity head coach. So um, in 2014, I took a job at Decatur Central High School. And it was the worst program in 4A. Yeah. And, but, you know, those are usually the jobs that are open. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'll tell you what, I learned so much because you go from the penthouse, you know, at Center Grove, we all know there's Division One athletes walking around like they right. grow on trees over there. Right. And you're very spoiled. Yeah. Everyone's got money. Everyone's got their personal assist, you know, their personal trainers and they're playing on the top AU programs. So you really think you know a lot about coaching. Right. You really think you know a lot about developing players. You yeah. really think you know a lot about a lot of things. And then you go to a place like Decatur Central, who's one of the worst teams in 4A, and you learn really quickly you don't know a gosh darn thing. <laughs> and you have to start basically completely over and learning how to connect with kids and learning how to build a, a feeder system, learning how to develop players um, because, you know, they have had no success. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was one of those things where there were days when I would leave home and make my drive to Cater Central, and I would think to myself, what in the heck <laughs> did I just get myself into? But I will say this. I feel like the fact that I had to start from the bottom with nothing, didn't have two sticks to rub together over there, um, and trying to build something out of nothing, I felt like that prepared me to be the head coach here. Right. Because now I have been with the top players. Yeah. And I've been with players that don't even know how to tie their own shoes. Yeah. And I feel like that has allowed me to connect with all different right. players. Yeah. And now, you know, in my fourth season here, um, now all of the girls that are on the team and that are part of my in the, in the feeder system are 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 my girls, are my mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. So I feel like you know we are just getting started, um, and uh, you know I'm excited. Like I I love Franklin. You know I I I, I when I, my daughters go to Center Grove schools and when they go to their sporting activities, I'm still wearing my Franklin Franklin right. gear and yeah. I get crap <laughs> all the time. Representing. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know I, I'm looking forward to the journey and. And I, I love it here, and I love our program. I love where we're headed, and I really feel like, you know, it's just a matter of time before, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about uh, Franklin Lady Cubs basketball. So I'd imagine uh, – well, first of all, my first thought is you're kind of the John Beeline of Indiana High School girls basketball. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you that. started That's with seventh praise. grade. Seventh grade. Yes. You moved your way up, just like John Beeline. Yes, so absolutely. here in about uh, 15 years, you're going to be coaching – yeah, you're going to be coaching against Gino Ariema. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or something. and, and Or I could be coaching the worst team in the WNBA the way he's yeah. coaching the worst team in the NBA at well, the moment. Ho- hopefully those players won't uh, <laughs> be revolting against oh, you. Oh, gosh, no as, doubt. As long as you don't call them uh, what, slugs. Oh, yeah. Like Man, hopefully not. <laughs> so so it, it, it would be kind of interesting to me for, to be in a situation where you're in, where mm-hmm. you come in um, and you you've – you come into a system, mm-hmm. and now did you replace Walt Rains? Yes. Okay. So when Walt retired, um, 
that so that was back in 2016 that mm-hmm. was my yeah that was my okay. first year okay yes. so you replace a guy who's been there been here forever mm-hmm. um got a system in place how do you go about changing things from that to your system and yes. along that how do you go about not i don't how do you go about staying positive with the players that you have and not mm-hmm. looking ahead to being like I want to make sure I get my system in so when the girls who are in this grade right. come through, that's when I'll really Right, and, and see, and that's really what my first three years here was like was I knew that if I tried to come in and make wholesale changes mm-hmm. that that was not going to go over well. Right. So I feel like this was the this was like the first year where it really felt like mine. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where where it's yeah. like it's it's my system, it's my terminology, it's my player development, it's my curriculum, these are my players. Um and so those so getting back to your question, those first first 3 years it was really about just connecting mm-hmm. with the players. Because I knew that they were used to what Coach Reigns had done, and he was very successful here. So I knew that, you know, when you're replacing somebody like that, you're not going to be able to come in and and do what you want to do and have it be yours, like, right off the bat. Like, there's going to be kind of a slow, you know, uh, uh, transition there. Um, You know, so for me, those first three years, it was really more about just connecting with the players and, you know, uh, getting them to kind of, you know, buying into our system. There definitely has been some highs and lows along the way, um, but that's normal in any right. any program or any business or anything that you uh, when you when you take over from someone. But uh, I feel like now, uh, you know, it definitely feels like uh, we've we've we're, we're we're right where we want to be, and now we're just ready to continue to grow. Okay, so you've got. Uh I guess what kind of feeder system do you usually put in place? I mean, it's kind of interesting because you know you've got it's it's kind of one of those things where what what do you do yeah. for your is it do you start in elementary school? Do you yeah. how how does that work? Well, that's it. Well, first of all, I mean this this might turn into a two hour podcast because I could talk all day about feeder programs like I, like that's it's one of my passions. Well, you're the one. You're the, it's your it's your time. Yeah, limit. yeah. Well, we're on here. It's, so. it's, it's <laughs> well, I actually have a different perspective on youth development. Um, So when I was at Decatur Central, we did not have, like I said earlier, we did not have two six rub together over there. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I tried to coach the way I did at Center Grove over at Decatur Central, we weren't going to win. Right. And at Center Grove, you know, we had so many talented players at all levels. And at Decatur Central, we didn't have any. So I knew that if I just ran a regular youth program, it was not going to work. So I had to be innovative, I felt like. So I did a lot of research, and I found that in Europe, they go to this three to they, – they, they call it three to one, where it's three training sessions for every game, where in the United States, it's the opposite. And we know yeah. AU, games, 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 oh, games, yeah. games, yeah. games, or, or, our, or Indie Girls Hoops Leagues, games, 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 games. So I actually adopted this method from like the European side of basketball where we're going three to one. The other things that we did as well is we modified the equipment. So girls uh, were playing on eight-foot goals, nine-foot goals. We were using smaller basketballs, and we were playing a lot of Mm three-on-three. There's a lot of research that proves that if you played an eight-week five-on-five league, okay, an eight-week five-on-five, you know, youth girls basketball league, 
compared to a eight-week three-on-three girls basketball league, it's 600 more touches per player. Yeah, that's actually when you said when you said three on three, I was like, well, that makes sense yes. because you're there's less there's less to go around. Correct, and it's also it's kind of one of those things too where if you're playing three on three, if you're five on five and someone gets by and someone scores, you're like, well, maybe they didn't help, maybe they did this person didn't help. It's not necessarily that person's Correct. responsibility, but if it's three on three, it's like. No, that was your that was your person. Like that was Correct. that was your girl. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, and it also uh, has an effect where if it's three on three, um, you have a more of an attacking mentality because there's not a midline. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no two girls in yeah. the paint waiting for you. So yeah. you are now attacking. And what happens with with the best part about it is is that you know when you're eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and you see the ball go in the basket. You're like, oh, I love this game. I want to play. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's like my daughter. You know, she's she's ten now, but I remember when she was younger, we had her play soccer. That was kind of you know, that's kind of everyone's first sport is mm-hmm. soccer. Well, what what do so- what does soccer do? They play three on three. Right. The field's smaller, and the goals. Uh, there's no goalie, mm-hmm. and you could score six, seven, eight goals. And you're right. like, this is the greatest sport Spence. ever. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You know, and and basketball is the same way. And now think about this: if you're playing five on five and you're ten years old. And you touch the ball two or three times, and the goal's at ten foot, and you're using a twenty-eight five leather ball, and you can barely get yeah, it up gonna, there. And it's going to be awful. You're going to be yeah. like, I don't really like this game. I'd rather go play this or do that. Right. So I took it as okay. I need to build the feeder system that way, where girls are, um, you know, they're 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 empowered. They're confident. They have this attacking mentality. They want the ball in their hand. They see it go through the hoop, and then that's kind of where you hook them. Uh-huh. And uh, so now, w- w- what you have is 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 girls that love the game. They want to play right. because a lot of times, you know, as adults, because I'm a parent. And sometimes, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, Sophie, Suri, you guys need to go out and do this or do that. Well, you know, that's that doesn't mean that they're like compelled to do it. It's because mm-hmm. I told them to do it. Yeah. But if you set up your feeder system where you're putting kids in position to be successful, now all of a sudden they're compelled to want to work on it on their own. Right. And that's the goal. And right. when you build deep classes back to back to back to back, yep. now you got something. Yep. You know, and I feel like now that we've doing we're doing that at Franklin, like this eighth grade bunch and the seventh grade bunch and the sixth grade bunch and fifth grade and all the way down, you know, we're starting to build a deep pool of players. So when they get to here to, to here the high school, that will be like my first time where our feeder system kids have got to me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm really looking forward to the future of this program because I feel like that is something that we've really invested our time in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's about to pay off, and, you know, and I'm really excited about it. So do you still do the three-on-three here? Did you have to adjust? How did you adjust coming from Decatur? Because I would think um, – it would be somewhere in, in the middle. Like the Franklin program is somewhere in the middle of where you were. Yes, and, and 100%. So, um, you know, a lot of the stuff now that we do is um, – so in the summer, we have this thing called the Playmakers Youth League, PYL, mm-hmm. and it's great. And, and also, if you're going – if you – when you go through this, if you could, um, mm-hmm. if someone's listening and mm-hmm. they have a kid and they're like, hey, yeah. I'm kind of interested in this, just tell them how they can – Yeah, absolutely. You know. Well, first of all, uh, you know, my, my email is, uh, is uh, Sable, S-A-B, 
S-C-H-O-O-L-J at franklinschools.org. And so you can always email me and I've always got information. He's not too big time for Yeah, this. absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. I'm sure I'm, sure I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow up after this podcast. This is a rocket ship of a program. That's right. right. That's right. Uh, so so what, we, what we do is in the summer, we have this thing called the Playmakers Youth League. And it's grades five through eight. And like I said, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in stages, not ages. So mm-hmm. like if you're in fifth grade and you're really, really good, like I'm not going to have you play on the nine foot goal or the eight foot goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, you're going to go over here with the older kids and play right. on, on, the, on the bigger goal. But if you are someone that maybe it's like a late bloomer, like a sixth or seventh grader, and maybe your skills, you know, still need some polishing and, and, and maybe shooting mechanics aren't your thing, then we'll play three on three and we'll do different things like on the, on the small, on the smaller goal or with the smaller ball, um, just to work on, uh, skill work and you know it's 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 so now we're, we're doing 12 sessions over the summer and it's really nice because what it does is it leads right into their um, IGHL season which starts in September so now you are getting all of these touches you're getting all of this um, uh, all of this skill work all of these uh, decision training um, uh, you know, um, drills that that leads into your IGHL season. So it's almost like a a spring training yeah. before you get into your travel season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what what's your thoughts? I guess is Chaz Chaz yeah. Hill has joined us. Hello, everyone. How, how's Hi. it going? You know, it's going fantastic. Good. good. Running all over the place. Yeah. You know, Ch- Chaz, you kiss, kissing you, kissing babies, shaking yeah. hands, and signing pictures. You, you know, you're you're a man of the people. I am. And, and also, you have a face for radio. You know, I really try. I've been holding on to that joke <laughs> all day. <laughs> and the fact that I was able to use it. As soon as you heard this was with uh, me, you yes. wanted to make that joke, didn't you? Chaz like, walks Chaz. in and Josh is like, yes. yes. Thanks for right now. <laughs> I've been waiting for that all day long. <laughs> um, so what's your thought, I guess, on on um, specializing versus multiple sport? That's a great question. Uh, I'm a huge, huge advocate of multi-sport athletes. Like I, I do not feel that specializing in one thing, um, is, is it's not, it's not good for, for multiple reasons. Number one, you know, you see so many, uh, injuries, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're using the same muscles or the same tendons over and over and over and over again, where, you know, I've got girls on my team. I got golfers. I have soccer players. I have volleyball players. I've got girls that run track. And those girls are always like major contributors on the team, you know, and, 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 and I also like it too, because number one, they're getting different voice, different coaching, right? right? But also here's the one thing that I love about multi-sport athletes more than anything else. They are your mentally toughest kids. Yeah. So I always say this all the time, like in, in basketball, you have to have positive self-talk. So if you have a golfer, right and you shank it into the woods like you can't blame oh well yeah. this person mm-hmm. was have done this or oh that was a bad pass or right. the screen right. would have yeah. happened uh, you can't blame anybody you know if you're a wrestler and you get paid, pinned in the middle of the mat like it's on you that's on you yeah you know so i love multi-sport athletes because like for all the reasons i mentioned but the most important thing out of all of that is they are the mentally toughest kids because their positive self-talk has to be uh, off the charts, yeah. although you know, and, and usually what happens is when they get to me, I don't have to worry about those kids, you know, because I know that um, you know that that they they already have that like instilled in them. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be it'd be tougher too, just for someone who specializes, especially in something like basketball, where or I guess anything, but in basketball, like uh, let's say in a month, 
You're mm-hmm. uh, you're just specializing in basketball, mm-hmm. and we're at the you know the the beginning of March, middle of March, and the 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 state tournament is winding down, mm-hmm. and you're like, eh, I can wait another couple of weeks before I start hitting the weights, right. and I can wait another couple of weeks before I start getting a hundred mm-hmm. shots up or mm-hmm. two hundred shots up, and I think that would be the difficult thing because that. Another couple weeks turns into another couple weeks turns into another couple right. weeks, and then before mm-hmm. you know it, you're in you're in June, yeah. and everyone's working out with you. And yeah. You're like, oh, I missed I so much. Really didn't get much time to put yeah. myself ahead of it. Yeah, absolutely. I also feel like too when you're a multi-sport athlete, you and we talked about this earlier. Like, you, I feel like you're more. It, it's a difference between like being like compliant and being compelled. Like, I feel like if you're compliant, like, well, he. I'm just shooting because coach told me to. You're mm-hmm. along for the ride. Right. Yeah. But people that are compelled, it's like, I, I don't need to tell you what the workout is. I don't need to tell you what the shooting curriculum is. Mm-hmm. Like you, 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 you already doing it because you, you have that like intrinsic that self, motivation. Intrinsic motivation. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know like when my girls that play multi-sports, when they get to me, they are like recharged and ready to roll, mm-hmm. you know, um, because they didn't hear my voice, you know, all exactly. Year long. Yeah. And I feel like, the, the singular sports specialization can lead a lot of kids to like getting grinded out, mm-hmm. getting, you know, falling to the attrition of, you know, going to like, let's say baseball. I'll use a personal example. My middle brother played baseball uh, and then he quit because he didn't like doing all the travel ball stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. quit going into middle school and he hated it. Yeah. My oldest brother played baseball all the way through high school and all that stuff. But and then my, my dad kind of made my middle brother go along with it. Right. And like forced him to play on the travel league teams and that kind of stuff, and he just got burned out mm-hmm. and just switched to just football. So I feel like if you have to do you know all that extra stuff of doing the other, if you do it like year round, whatever sport it might be, that can really lead to yeah. the the mental grind of just continuing. Doing Absolutely, it, you know? yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. and 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 most of our girls on the team do play multiple sports, and you know we we have a few that just play basketball, but. Um, you know, they also uh, are, are girls that like that really love the game and love to work. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. But yeah, it does worry that, me though sometimes when it's just that one yeah. thing. You know, definitely. Um, all right. Well, we've got a couple more minutes here. Sure. So we what what I want I I guess you've got a group like you talked about mm-hmm. coming in, and and the group that's that's in middle school seems to be pretty talented. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you kind of temper those expectations because yeah because they're coming in right and they're they're solid right and so the expectations that they may have right are let's go do this correct but then mm-hmm. at the same time they're going to have to realize yeah you are 14 yeah and this girl you're lining up against is 18 yeah, an 18 year old woman between yeah. Those. yeah and yeah. who's been who's been playing varsity for yeah. three years you know so. it's going division one like yeah. full ride yeah, you know, honestly, like I'm, I'm one of these people where my, my thing is, and this is, this is like our, 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 our motto with um, our players is we, just, we just talk about attitude all the time, and it's not just like how you are on and off the court. It's not just like are you positive or are you negative. It's, it's, it's having this mindset that all we're focused on is getting one percent better every single day. Mm-hmm. That's all we're focused on. And luckily, I have a group of juniors that are amazing these are the greatest girls they are very um you know team oriented and you know so for example uh kyra baker who's my starting point guard um she had an idea about a month ago and she's like hey it's like coach sable how about we do this like big sister little sister 
program. And I was like, okay. Well, I was like, okay. I was like, well, tell me more. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. what is it? She's like, well, how about, you know, we, we, you know, each pick an eighth grade girl and we do little things for them. You know, we, we write cards, we give them like treat bags. We, you know, we help decorate their locker rooms. If it's a big game, we go to their games and support. And, uh, you know, so we've been doing that for the last month. So mm-hmm. already building that bridge. So when those girls get here, there's a level of like familiarity and mm-hmm. comfort. That's right. huge you know? for an eighth grade. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If I was an eighth grade and an eighth grade football player came in like, yes. well, it might be different because you know, guys and girls are different. But yeah. Like, you know, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty cool. I think yeah. that'd be yeah. pretty sweet. So, so to get back to you, to your question i guess like to like you said to temper those expectations you know one it's it's building those like those relationships those mm-hmm. connections to make yeah. them feel like they're they're a part of it but also you know just focusing on the process i know that's like the lamest like cliche thing you <laughs> yep. can say but i do not i do not really <laughs> think about who we're playing or who the games are, who our opponent is. All I am focused on is our players and that we're getting better every single day. Um, and, 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 and that's it. I feel like the other, the other stuff will, will take care of itself. I heard somewhere and I don't, I don't know if this is true or not, but so I might as well if say you read it. it on I the might internet, as well say it. If you read it on the internet, it's probably true. Oh, I read somewhere that Roy Williams doesn't actually do a lot of scouting mm-hmm. uh, because he said we play our game and we take care of what we have to do, right. and everything will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, this year mm-hmm. he should probably be scouting. Yeah, because they're scouting horrible. a little more. But uh, but <laughs> is that bad. is that? Do you think that? I'm not, I'm not saying that's what you do, mm-hmm. but is that something accurate? That's something that I had to learn the hard way because when I was uh, at varsity the assistant at Center Grove, um, I did a lot of the scouting. Mm-hmm. And you're going to games and you're watching film and you are putting down player tendencies. You're putting down their favorite sets. You're putting down their favorite baseline out of bounds. And all of a sudden you have a 15-page yeah. scouting report. Yeah. So now you're thinking, well, geez, like, is this helpful? Like, is this just – I mean, who is this for? Because I, I know as a player – if you're giving me all of the information, now it's like paralysis by analysis, and I feel like I'm not going to be able to react as quickly because I'm overthinking mm-hmm. all of these things. So that is something I had to learn the hard way because I love preparation. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you're watching film and you're going to games and you're putting down this, you know, putting together this great scouting report, um, it's going to give you an advantage in the game. But I learned quickly, as especially as a head coach, I learned this, is that if you can't do just your basic habits, you know, passing, catching, pivoting, screening, um, what did the scanner how did the scanner report help yeah. you? Yeah. You know, so now I am we're a little bit more balanced. I would say that we definitely focus on ourselves and our own habits first. Um, but we do have like a one to two page scouting report where we've taken all of our stuff and kind of just condensed it where it gives the girls something, but not to the fact where they're like overthinking it too mm-hmm. much, you know, um, and, and, and it, it might be like they're, you know, here's a couple of their favorite sets. Like if you see this alignment, this is what's coming or, you know, this is their, this girl's favorite spot on the, on the floor. Don't let her catch there. You know, this is their favorite, you know, baseline out of bounds, you know. So it's it's little subtle things, but but not uh, not as 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 bad as as it used to be when I first started. So you're the person on the uh, on the exams who uh, uh, in college that's that's studying when the people walk in yes. to take it. You're, yes. you're that person. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so I, what like, you want? You're you've got the the girls. You're giving them enough to get 
an A. Correct. But not enough to be stressed out and studying. Absolutely. And, and I think that's, yeah. the, that's the key because, you know, like you said, you, you want the girls, like, to feel like they're unleashed, mm-hmm. not – that there's so much going on with that now that into also, a box that absolutely, they have to yeah absolutely so so now um, it's it's definitely I, I I've scaled that back a lot um, because you know I was always that student where I had to study mm-hmm. and you know and and is in for in basketball is the exact same thing mm-hmm. you know and and in preparation is so important um, but I think sometimes scouting report is really more for the coaches and not the mm-hmm. players. Yeah. So now I have like my version of the scouting report, but I have a shorter, condensed, more concise scouting report right. for the girls where it's a little bit but not too much. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked we've talked about this a lot mm-hmm. how basketball is so much different than football mm-hmm. where we have a week of practices on a football field to practice a bunch of different facets of the game. Yes. Whereas you might have two or three games in a week and a half Yes. where, okay, we got this 15-page scouting report for our game on Monday. Right. Now we have a game on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Oh, God. Do we make another one for those three? Yeah, I, I, I totally would even, understand I would how even that would say, be so different. I agree. I, I would even take it one step further. Like, look at boys' basketball. Boys' mm-hmm. basketball usually play Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. and then they have four consecutive days to mm-hmm. practice and work right. on stuff. Yeah. Girls' basketball is the opposite. You're playing Tuesday. You're playing Thursday. You're playing Friday one week. Mm-hmm. Then the next week, you're playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so so it, it, like you said, the I don't sleep much. <laughs> I do not sleep much. And, 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 and my wife, it would be like midnight. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well... She's like, didn't you just play? So, so, so you got to watch the film from that game because obviously you, you want to make it down, look at mistakes and that kind and of stuff. And then you're like, yeah. oh, by the way, we play in 36 hours against this team. <laughs> and uh, so and it's 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 a lot. Now, I love it. You know, it's 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 a labor of love. That's for sure. I'm not. That, I'm definitely not complaining. But, yeah, it is definitely faster paced when you're trying to prepare for multiple teams, uh, you know, anywhere from two to three times a week. And uh, but we love it. It's part of the it's part of the the fun. It's part of the challenge. Uh, I we kind of have this saying on our coaching staff. We say uh, twenty six hours a day because that's <laughs> what it feels like sometimes. Twenty six hours a day is 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 what we're what we're uh, working with sometimes. But you know it's 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 part of it. So we love it. All right. So uh, I got one more question. Sure. Scott, you got what do you got? Two more minutes, three more oh, minutes. I'm good. Listen, let's keep it going. Although okay. I will say though, I, I, is your I'm, daughter, I'm, I'm worried, you're going to make your daughter stand no. outside? Yeah, the it's like she'll be all right. She'll uh, be sorry, fine. honey, I was podcasting. <laughs> yeah, we're podcasting. <laughs> a little more important, yeah, honey. <laughs> she'll be fine. And and she and like I said, I'm from Michigan, so this is nothing. Uh, she, yeah, she, can, she can she can she can tough it out. It's in her it's in her DNA somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. She's not from Michigan. No, 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 no. It's in there. It's buried. Okay, so we've got a. This is this is kind of a selfish question too. So you've got someone who's a parent. Yeah. Of a child who has maybe just started playing basketball or yes. has yet to start, mm-hmm. what are they teaching them? You're uh, great question. Okay, so I would I'm say <laughs> that um, for especially for for youth, okay, the one thing that can give a girl or boy confidence more than anything is ball handling, because mm-hmm. um, when you can handle the basketball and you have this this feeling that no one can take it from you, I feel like it, it, it that that expands to other parts mm-hmm. of your game. Yeah. Um, so ball handling, I would say at a young age is number one. Now, t- to me, shooting is the most important skill, but 
I wouldn't be so worried about like mechanics and those things at such a young age because the basket is so high, right? That and you're you, so undeveloped, correct? Everything's going to change, correct? Your, like your, your arm form, length, yeah, all that yeah, kind all of that stuff. stuff. Yeah. So, so I would definitely start with ball handling, and then once they kind of get a little comfortable with that, I would go to shooting because shooting is the most important skill. Um, you know, th- th- there's no there's no doubt about that. Um, so. What I would do for shooting, okay, is is I would definitely start at, you know, an eight-foot rim. Mm-hmm. I would start with, you know, a 27.5 ball, which is like the smallest ball that you can have. Um, and I would start with uh, just your, your basic, you know, form shooting drills where it is, you know, you're working on footwork and you're working on, uh, you know, shot pocket. You're working on lifting the ball. You're working on, you know, f- uh, you know, holding your finish and just, you know, building that muscle memory and just start, you know, like I said, with, with, with modifying your equipment. And, 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 and I guess I could talk for hours about this, but it drives me crazy that basketball is the only game where we're asking the youth to play in the same dimensions as LeBron James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, look at, look at, look at, look at baseball. Yeah. Look at, look at baseball. I mean, it's there, it's T-ball, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's coaches pitch, right? And then it's, 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 it's players finally pitching. And the diamonds are different sizes. The, the, ba- the, yeah. the, the bats are different. Weight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, the ball is different. You know, soccer is the same way, you know, uh, football is the same way. You start playing seven on seven, you know, flag football, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and and, and you progress. Basketball is the only game where we are asking kids that are five, six, seven, eight years old to play on the same dimensions that professional athletes play. And it's, 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 it's absurd. And, and then you go to these games and everyone's pressing. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna actually ask you. Yeah. At what point, when they're about seven or eight? Yeah. That's when they start learning about zone defense, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. when I teach yeah. her triangle. about that's triangle tr- defense. The, yeah. Right. Let's, and let's then play zone. Like, now they think they're like uh, they're, they're Jim Beheim from Syracuse, and we're gonna run two three zones. Like no. And they when now and but when she's ten. Right. Uh, my daughter. I have a daughter, and she's a year and a half. When she's 10 mm-hmm. that's when i'm going to start teaching her about the two and two like full court press that's <laughs> right, right right that's because right. i read about that scaffold on, it online different age yeah. Like, poor, yeah of course yeah Jimmy christmas yeah. these kids some of these kids when they're like seven i don't right. even know if they can count to five i know and that's why i was saying, you know, saying earlier like and I'm, I'm really really passionate about youth sports like that's why i feel like our PYL or Playmakers Youth League, you know, it's it's three on three. We modify the equipment. And what happens is, is that, like I said, these girls, they feel like they're empowered because now they can attack and their ball is in their hand all the time. And then when they make a few, now all of a sudden that's where that passion comes in. Mm-hmm. That's when they, oh, I, I love basketball. It's yeah. fun. You mm-hmm. know, when you're playing five on five and you touch it twice and you shoot it once and teams are pressing and, and it's like, I, I feel like that turns kids off. Yeah. You know, because they, they want to be successful. They want to have fun. It's it's our job as coaches and it's our job as parents to not only develop players the right way, but also put them in a position where they're going to have fun mm-hmm. so that way they want to play for a long time. So when they get to me, they're not burnt out or I'm not fixing their shot. And you're you know? not searching for the passion of the game exactly. that's already there. It's already yeah. there, and, and and that's why I feel like parents like they, you know, I, I, I go to these 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 travel games, and I'm just like, oh gosh, like, you know, it it, it drives me crazy, uh, you know, sometimes, but, um, you know, that's why I feel like, you know, well, hey, it's that's part of my job to right. try and 
educate and help and get our youth coaches and our youth parents like doing the doing the right thing and uh, and you know and it'll, it'll pay off down the road big time. All right. So, how many technical fouls have you got? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. So, um, well, first of all, what's I, the worst thing okay. you've ever said to a ref? That, okay. So these are these are two these are two very good questions. Okay. So have you ever broken a clipboard or thrown uh, a chair? No. Now here's the here's the thing, and I think my players and my assistants will, will tell you I try to really take the Brad Stevens, mm-hmm. Jay Wright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Approach yeah, where I, I sat Tony Dungy courtside like, like, a couple games yes, and announced because I, yeah. I feel like if I am up and down, mm-hmm. that's how my players are going to play. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong, right. there's times inside where I just want to <laughs> grab someone right and just go off and just yell. But I feel like if I am if I am up and down, they're going to be up and down. Right. So I I take a lot of pride in I'm going to get on them in practice. I'm going to correct them in practice. We're going to watch film. We're going to get better, and I'm going to get after you. But during the games, I am going to unleash you. Mm-hmm. And during the game, I'm not thinking about officials. I'm not thinking about the girls yelling at the girls. I'm thinking about problem solving. Yeah. I'm thinking about putting them in positions to be successful. I'm right. thinking about adjustments. Now, getting back to your question about officials. <laughs> God, you're really, giving me uh, such a, a coach. It's a good is, political right, answer. Okay, dodging so, the question. All right, so here's the, here's the here's the probably the worst thing I've ever said to an official. Okay, and I feel bad saying this, and my wife does not let me forget this. But I think it was two years ago. We were playing at home. It was here at Franklin, and um, my my wife and my kids were literally sitting like two or three rows behind the benches, and I'm one of these people like. When I get home, like, I'm dad. Like, my kids have never seen me yell or get mad. Mm-hmm. That's just not my personality, right? Um, so they don't see me yell very often. Mm-hmm. So just it was a really, really bad coach. foul. Like, this girl got two uh, – I remember Meg Thompson, who's one of my favorites, she got two hands shoved and, like, pushed her to the ground. We're playing in Bloomington South, I think, and they had a really good player there named, <laughs> named Addie Blackwell. She's a fantastic player. She two hands shoved Meg to the ground – I go onto the court and the refs are going running by, and I yell in his ear, <laughs> and I quote, "My player just got murdered." <laughs> Super loud in his ear. She just got murdered, and it was boom, and it was the point, and it was the sit down. And I remember I got home that night, and my <laughs> ten year old, who was that eight at the time, goes, "Dad said you just got murdered, or something like that." And I was just like, "Oh boy, yeah." That's so. not as bad as I thought it would yeah. be. Yeah, so, so to here, get a I want to. Yeah. I've got a story. That's okay. crazy. So. I, well, I don't curse, a... by the way. Like, okay. like I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm like perfect by any means. But like, I, I, the way that I approach like our girls is, I, 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 I don't, I don't curse. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I... I feel like, you know, as a male, you know, uh, you know, with my wife and with like with my kids and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I don't 
I don't curse. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a respect. Well, thing. it's kind of one of those things too, where you're talking about if you're going crazy, right? The team's gonna go crazy. If right, you're right, right, cussing, right, right, and right. if you're cussing and all this stuff, and you do this all the time, they're just gonna be like, yeah, screw this guy. Right. But you know, when you do raise your voice or whatever, then then they're gonna respect it. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. So I used to work at a school in Indianapolis, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go. You're not gonna any, name any, any You're this, not gonna throw Bloomington south of the way I did. As as low key on this as I can. Okay. So. I coached, I helped coach eighth grade basketball, mm-hmm. boys basketball. And so we walked into the seventh grade locker room one time mm-hmm. and the guy was, they were losing it at halftime. The mm-hmm. team was, and the coach is irate, right. big guy. He was, he was right. not happy. He goes, and I've got, a, mm-hmm. he goes, you guys are losing at home right now. Losing at home is like someone breaking into your house, rape. No, robbing yeah. your dad and then taking advantage of, of your, your mom. Oh, but oh he didn't say Lord. taking advantage. Oh, he yikes. said that. Gosh. And me Ooh. and the head coach were just like, huh? Oh, my <laughs> oh man, this is seventh grade this basketball. Is and this is it bad. was – it's one of those where – it's it's kind of like that reaction. You're just yeah. like because you know this is what, the statute of limitations is up. So yeah. so it's 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. But you're still like it's one of those where you laugh, but you're like oh, oh God, like you God. feel bad. I, I bet I you can just, just like, hear it like oh, it's burned gosh, in your brain. Like, yeah. Come on. What man. were the faces of the kids like? Oh, they were, yeah. they were focused. Oh wow. Like, okay. I feel like basketball. Did they though, win? Yeah. Uh, probably not. They weren't that ah. good. It was. Oh. But the funny thing, I'll. There was some – I'll tell you later who was on that team because okay. it'll ruin – It'll. Yeah. you'll figure out what school it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pe- people could probably right. get it, but yeah. uh, uh, it's – you know, oh, you can say, oh, he worked here. But, uh, yeah. I feel like basketball coaches too, like there's not a lot of like, – like, for example, in football – I mean, I know you can throw a flag for a personal foul, yeah. but it's not like they're gonna. You don't get teed up and get thrown out, right? So it feels like in football, you could give the sideline official like an earful, yeah, and it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. In and basketball, typically, I feel like it's it's so much more magnified. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Just, well, yeah, and it's so personal with the fans. Yeah, and right? you're yeah. just right there. Right? Yeah. Like it's such a smaller venue. Like yeah. your football, your way. You, I mean, something the fan yells as a ref, you may not even hear it. Exactly. It's up in the top, but yeah. you're hearing everything. If someone's yelling in the gym, especially you know our gym, you're yelling, mm-hmm. you're hearing it. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> our uh, our mo operating uh, standard procedure for. I hear at Franklin on the football field is only person allowed to talk to the refs is coach call. That's it. Right. Yeah. None of none of us uh, assistant coaches have right. that responsibility. And there's been a f- frequent time. Yeah. Not me that is, this has ever happened to, but coach call will pull one of our coaches back who's yeah. trying to talk to uh, one of the officials. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. my job. And yeah. So he, he's taken on that responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's good. So, well, hey, thank you so much for no being problem. here. Uh, we appreciate it. Absolutely. on the good year. Thank you. Appreciate and, it. And uh, we may have to have you back. Just oh, my to, gosh. I love it. Maybe once the – what about – once like the you, – you're an NBA guy? Yeah, I love, I love the NBA. NBA. Well, well, hey, March Madness coming up. March Madness coming up. Yeah. I would love it. And like I said, we were talking about this earlier. Like, I love podcasts. Now, here's the thing. We might be the only three that actually listen to it. Oh, I'll but, listen to it. But I'll I can, listen to it like I can, it's hot, man. I can, <laughs> listen, I can listen to myself talk all day. Yeah, time. absolutely. I mean, we'll, that's we'll basically just, our job. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Kinda. We'll just figure out something. We'll do well, – yeah, no, yeah, well, if, if no one else wants to come on, then yeah. let's do NCAA podcast. I could be a regular. We'll do like a – we could even do like a hypothetical, like, you know, hey, this is – 
if if I were to look at this game and I were to say, hey, that team's a, I don't know, three-and-a-half-point favorite, yeah. then I yeah. would probably like that team. I, yeah, yes. I would also like that team or as well. <laughs> this team were a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I, would, I don't know. I don't think I like that. Yeah, no, And absolutely. I think I wouldn't <laughs> like that even if you – Gave me two hundred dollars. <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. So, just throwing some thoughts yeah, out there. Yeah, just some so, possibilities. All I right. Like well, it. thank you very much. Uh, you want to stay here and talk for a couple minutes about what you were just up to? I've actually. Well, I can, yeah, I can. I can. Right, I yeah, can sit here I can. And just talk by myself. I can. What talk were for a you doing? Bit. Just tell. Just give me a give me a quick one minute update on what you, where you were, why you were late. Well, I was late, and I apologize for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. Yeah, I had I had to wait for that my uh, face <laughs> radio joke for a long time. <laughs> you sat. On it, yeah. he sat on it. Yeah. He was kind of uh, worried you weren't going to yeah. show up. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was ditching. I was yeah. ditching. Uh, I promised uh, a senior here at the high school, Cam Hill, uh, that I would be uh, making an appearance in his signing photo. He's signing and going to Trine to oh, play football. Trine. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, awesome. He, he was a DB cornerback for me this past season uh, on our football team. So I, when you make a promise, you keep it. Kind of one of my absolutely operating procedures. 100%. So got it. I had to stick around. It took forever because Drew Byerly had to had to take Where's his he photos. Going? He's going to Marion. Good for him. And then uh, Christian they McClure also phenomenal. signed as well. Where's Marion, Christian going? He's going to uh, – Is he going to St. Francis? I think he's going to St. Okay. Francis, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like Marion Athletics in oh, all yeah. sports. God, they're amazing. In wow. All, every sport. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. They, I think they got their own little thing, like uh, like their own little powerhouse going. And I think a lot of kids who are like Drew who are probably those borderline D1 yeah. kids are like – Hey, there's a good thing going on over here, and I think that, those are the kids that they get. Yeah, right. you know, so that's yep. fantastic. Good for them. So, what's Kiki and Abby doing? Real good quick question. So, Abby is going to go to IU. She's mm-hmm. going to study political science. Okay. Okay. Um, and then she's going to go get her master's, like you know, somewhere else after she's at IU. And then Kiki is going to play basketball and study to become a vet down at Hanover College. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I respect cool. it. Yeah, but. Yeah, you got the. You got the I guess on. it's okay. She's a great student. She was in my government class. Yeah. I'll cheer her on. She's a good kid. All right, go so, Grizz. All yeah. right, well, thank you, uh, Thanks, guys. Josh, Chaz. I'm not really saying thank you to you because you volunteered to help. Co-host I'm supposed to be here. here. So you got to be. Hey, next time I come <laughs> We're on, paying you to be here. Exactly. Listen, next time I come on here, I want like a name for the show. I want like a logo. I want like I want some like you know. I want to see some stuff. Like some stuff up here. Some pictures. With your, yeah, with your guys'. Yeah. Maybe we should send take. in fan art and yeah. we will post it on the walls. Yes. 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 We need fan art. And we gotta put a poll up to see what the name is gonna be of the podcast. Ooh, mm. we should we should we make a Twitter page for you know unnamed podcast? I think so. Name redacted. And just podcast. remember and just remember when you guys make it to the big time, just remember who your first official guest oh, was. Oh, you'll um, you'll probably be like our, our co host. You'll be our uh, uh, nephew Kyle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'll take it. Still be nephew Kyle, the one everyone makes fun of, and he just I'll, laughs in the background. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. So, all right. Well, hey, this is uh, Name Redacted Podcast. Uh, right now, we're calling it the Inside or Inside Athletics, Franklin Athletics, but it's going to be known as something else later. Mm-hmm. And uh, we. Where are, can the people find you? Where can they follow you at? The follow me. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, you gotta endorse yourself. Follow here. me on Twitter at FCHS Guidance. Okay. Or okay. Instagram FCHS Guidance. It's a hot I have handle. a pers- I have a personal one too, but mm-hmm. mine, it's yeah. not any good. Exactly. I mean you can Eve's follow it. FC, Brian, FC, Brian C. Uh, Powers. Uh, FC Guidance just like pops. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, gonna yeah. those followers go. are through the roof. Yeah. I told yes. I told Sable earlier, I said this is a rocket ship yeah. right here. We are getting so on we're, we're getting ready to launch. What, what about yeah. you? All right, my name is uh, Chaz Hill and you can find me uh, if you want to see some cool teacher stuff, I've got a teacher Twitter. 
It's at Mr. Hill 22 And some Baby Yoda stuff. Oh, absolutely. There's always Baby Yoda stuff. Or my personal stuff, if you want to hear my opinions on other things, including movies, which I talk about I saw you put your favorite a lot. movies. I did post my, my ranking list of my 2019 movies out there. So that's out there if you want to see that on a, at Chaz Hill 22 on All Twitter right. as well. Sable? Yeah, I'm a, at Coach Sabe, <laughs> S-A-B, and uh, it's it's really me just, like, retweeting and liking stuff. I'm not very original. Sometimes I'll put some, like, motivational stuff up there. I think I put something up today. Uh, it's, like, the, the National Girls and Women's, like, Sports Day. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. I put something on there about that. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's where you can uh, follow me. All right. Hey, thank you so much for joining us and for uh, – Making your daughter stand out in the cold uh, yeah. so you can <laughs> sit here and listen to yourself talk. Absolutely. Oh, we will see, see you guys later. Have a good one.